0: Welcome to the Story Weaver Podcast. I'm your host, Bron Rauch mitchell Come sit with me under the story tree as I weave a tale or two for you. Greetings, dear listener, and welcome to Poetry Readings with Bron. Tonight I'll be reading The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe one of my favourite pieces by one of my favourite authors and one of my greatest influences. After that, if there's time, I will read some of my own poetry. I've hesitated to share this piece on the podcast because I wasn't sure I could do the piece justice. And I have no idea at this point in time how the classic pieces are being received by my listeners. I know my editor's thoughts, but beyond that, I'm not sure if the classic pieces have been going down well, so I really was particularly nervous about this piece. So, without further ado, I present to you, The Raven, by Edgar Allan Poe. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, Over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. 'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this, and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor." Eagerly I wished the morrow, Vainly I had sought to borrow, From my book's surcease of sorrow, Sorrow for the lost Lenore, For the rare and radiant maiden, Whom the angels name Lenore, Nameless here for evermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain, Rustling of each purple curtain, Thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors Never felt before. So that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, Some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, This it is, and nothing more. Merely this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, Soon again I heard a tapping, somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see, then, what there it is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. "'Tis the wind, and nothing more. "'Open here I flung the shutter, "'when, with many a flirt and flutter, "'in there stepped a stately raven "'of the saintly days of yore. "'Not the least obeisance made he, "'not a minute stopped or stayed he, "'but, with mien of lord or lady, "'perched above my chamber door, "'perched upon a bust of palace, just above my chamber door, Perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird, beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, By the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, Thou, I said, art sure no craven, Ghastly, grim, and ancient raven, Wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is, on the night's plutonian shore. Quoth the raven, Nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl, to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore. For we cannot help agreeing, that no living human being, ever yet was blessed with seeing, bird above his chamber door bird or beast upon the sculpted bust above his chamber door, with such name as nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely on the placid bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing further than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before, on the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, Nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken, by reply so aptly spoken, Doubtless, said I, what it utters is its only stock and store. Caught from some unhappy master, whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster, till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore, of never, never more. But the raven still beguiling all my fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking, fancy unto fancy thinking, what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt and ominous bird of yore, She shall press, ah, nevermore. Then methought the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer, swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee, despite, respite, respite, a nepenthe, from thy memories of Lenore. Quoth, O quaff this kind nepenthe, and forget this lost lenore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil. Prophet still, if bird or devil. Whether tempter sent, or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore. Desolate yet, all undaunted, on this desert land enchanted. On this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore. Is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, Prophet still, if bird or devil, By that heaven that bends above us, By that God we both adore, Tell this soul with soren laden, If, within the distant Aden, It shall clasp a sainted maiden Whom the angels name Lenore. Clasp a rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels name Lenore. Quoth the raven, Nevermore. Be that word our sign in parting, Bird or fiend, I shrieked upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Leave me no black plume as a token Of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door, take thy beak from out my heart, and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven, "Nevermore." And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting, on the pallid bust of Pallas, just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming, and the lamp-light o'er him, streaming, throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul, from out that shadow, that lies floating on the floor, shall be lifted, nevermore. This next piece, originally the draft was written on the first anniversary after the first confirmed miscarriage I had. And then last year, on the 18th anniversary of that miscarriage, I finally finished off the piece. So it's called my lost one. You cry. I hold you gently in my arms. You smile. A precious, knowing smile. You grab my finger tightly in your tiny hand. You laugh as I softly kiss your cheek. I hold you closer, afraid to let you go. I look down. "'My arms are empty. "'It was merely a dream. "'You're not here with me. "'You never were. "'I carried you under my heart, "'but a mother's love wasn't enough to hold you to this world. "'Did you feel that love I had for you? "'Did you ever long to know my arms? "'To feel safe in a mother's embrace?' There are those that say you didn't matter, I shouldn't mourn you so, but after all this time, your absence affects me profoundly. You are deeply missed, nestled forever in my heart. My sweet baby, you never had your chance. Storm Dancer by Bron Rauk Mitchell If life had taught her just one thing, it was this. You shouldn't always wait for the storms to pass, to make your entrance. Sometimes you just have to strip off and dance buck-naked to the savage beat of the thunder, crowd-surfing from life's grand stage. Survivor by Bron Rauch Mitchell They pitied her, calling her a victim. But victim didn't fit her that well at all. So she threw it out and tried something with more punch instead. Call me a survivor, and boy, did she wear survival well. It looked damn good on her. So much more than being a victim ever had. Aftertaste by Rauk Mitchell his kisses were sweet, filled with the promise of tomorrow, but they left the bitter aftertaste of deceit and heartbreak on her tongue. Burdens by Rauch Mitchell When she shares her story, when she shares her pain, when she shares her fears, it's not that she wants someone to carry her burdens for her, it's that she wants Nay needs someone to sit in the dark with her while she takes that moment to simply catch her breath. What she needs is to be seen. What she needs is to be heard. What she needs is to matter. It's not that she wants someone to carry her burdens for her. It's that she wants, nay needs, someone to help her repack the baggage so that it's a little easier for her to carry on with. She's asking you to just be there. She's asking you to sit with her. She's begging you to listen. And then one day by Bron Rauch Mitchell And then one day she realised there were those that ridiculed her no matter what path she took, for they simply couldn't bear to see her climb out of her prison. So she stopped. She ignored their jeers, their hatred and their laughter, and she walked her path, following her heart, fear her ever-loving companion. Chains by Bron Rauke Mitchell With each word that was written and every tale told, with each tear that was released and every scab healed, the chains of the past were weakened, one damned link at a time. Growing Older by Bronrauk Mitchell She didn't take Growing Older for granted. There were days when she battled hard, just to make it through that long, dark night. So if she did have the privilege of growing old, she promised herself she'd do so on her own terms, as disgracefully as possible. Hanging On by Brunrauk Mitchell Fraying, frayed Unraveling, unraveled Snapping, snapped I'm hanging on by a jagged thread, dangling over the edge, a giant chasm beneath my feet, a gaping, rocking moor with no end in sight. I ask myself, would it be better to hang on by that thread, as bare as it is, rather than gripping tightly to those things pushing me over the edge? Betrayal. Lost love, agony, darkness, destruction, isolation, sorrow, madness. Is it possible, I ask, that letting go of everything, bare threads and overstuffed baggage, and falling into that abyss, will actually be the beginning, and not the end? Releasing, released. FALL, FALLING, FALLING, FALLING Just a Sip by Bron Mitchell She had abstained from the chaos for what had seemed like an eternity, but today it beckoned to her a siren's call. Come join with me. She edged a little closer, cup in hand, eager yet cautious. Surely one little sip couldn't hurt. And that is it for today's episode. Please join me on Friday when I discuss Elements of the Craft, where we will be discussing some of the so-called rules of writing. Thank you again for joining me. The Story Weaver podcast intro and outro were created by Paul using licensed music from Stock Twenty. Paul is also the editor for the show. If you would like to contact me, you can send me an email to the Story Weaver Podcast at gmail.com. Farewell for now, dear friends.